Last time, the group learned some new information about Zelane, the giant that rules the mountain and has the magical items needed to bring our heroes home. The musketeers get this information from Hagatha, another fire giant that has the keys to the magical items. After failing to talk to their way past the giant, the group has a mad dash flight with her and are able to take her down. What's a tree that lives in your hand? A palm tree. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. Welcome everyone to another spicy episode of Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. We are a 5th edition D&D actual play podcast. I am Kurt's Daddy the Dungeon Master and to my left we have... Sam, who plays Mimi, and to my left it's... Birdie, the Corgi Butts lover, <laughs> also plays Galaxy, and came up with the spicy word for the beginning of the episode. And to your left, we have... And to my left, we have... Matt, reprising my role as Dave, everybody's favorite halfling. Sure, Everyone's say, say what favorite you, halfling. Every single person's. Think. In the world. Hi, know. Surfer Boy! No exception. Surfer Boy. Also known, a.k.a. Surfer, surfer Boy. Surfer Boy. Yeah, sure, why not? A.k.a. Yay. Bait. What? A.k.a. No. Someone that is constantly being tried to be killed. <laughs> no, no, no. The assassin. The assassin. <laughs> The red shirt of the group. <laughs> the red shirt of the group. Well, <laughs> they're always trying to put a red shirt on him, and he's You're never. He always a takes it right back off. Well, he's a halfling. They, they never fit. You're wearing a red shirt. <laughs> I am wearing a red shirt today. It's a red but hoodie. I am at this table. I am the least likely person to be a red shirt. <laughs> that, that, that. Very true. No, no, that just someone pulls up a knife. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Cut, and suddenly there's some other person sitting in this chair. Don't even... But they're just like, I'm Kurt, Daddy, Dungeon Master. <laughs> Don't even miss a beat, just keep going. Uh-huh. Just recast. All right, we got another five-star review on, on oh, thank iTunes. You. Thank you, everybody. Keep them coming in. Uh, this one is so funny by the name on this, A Blank Space. <laughs> nice. Uh, this show is sheer entertainment. It will give me a laugh no matter what. I anticipate each episode with joy and love each one. Short, sweet, to the point. Thank you so much. Woohoo! <laughs> Gracias! All right. Let's play D&D. Wait. Woohoo! What? Wait, what's yes. D&D? That is why we are here. I thought, I thought we were playing... I thought, I thought we were going to play, like... No. It's in we the were... name of the podcast. I thought we were going to do a Nerf War. <laughs> when you say let's play D&D, I hear the music in my head <laughs> that starts playing. So get all your hit points back. Get all your spell slots back because you took a long rest after yeah, last I time. Yeah, I slept in the wall. No, you got... Oh, did you? Yeah. She, uh-huh. she didn't even help fight it so you didn't get no money. You know, no, I, no, no. Dave gave me his money. I took a poll on I Twitter and people agreed with me that your alignment actually should probably be chaotic neutral. For the way that you act as a character, because you uh, often do things that goes against the group, <laughs> you often do things for your own entertainment, <laughs> even at the detriment of other people. That's totally chaotic neutral. Yeah, and you frequently choose not to participate when we're in. What? Uh, what? What? 
I would. Ju- I just find things more interesting than people. There's, there's, there's not nothing a- wrong with that. It's just that your your alignment isn't probably correct. We have spent a lot of time in this adventure arc, way longer than I thought that we were going to. Um, it's just harder for some people to go up and down stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Some people need a lot more time. Yep. To figure stairs out. It's true. All right, so you finished your long rest. You have Jed there with you as well. The Your paid guide, Jink, he ran away a long time ago. Oh, yeah, he stole my money. He's still running. He Well, as far as you know, you lost sight of him because he's way, way down the hole right he's now. He's going to tell on us. I know he was a liar. <laughs> you have, I don't know why you came to that conclusion. Okay. I mean, You did not want us to have him be you your friend. You did not want so, us to Galaxy, have Galaxy, did you pick out your new spells? Yes, I did. You did. Okay. Did you pick out the phone? Where is the stack of spells you did not pick? Because I feel like you should put those. The ones you picked or didn't pick? Okay, put those Here, way those over on the other side of the table. Can I just see those real quick? <laughs> no, don't put those down there. Yeah, let me just let me see them real quick. Yeah, just let, I just look. want to look at the ones you didn't pick. He just wants to look at it with his hands. The funny thing is, is all the other like actual play podcasts that I listen to um, of with adults... I am way more of a strickler for the rules uh-huh. than the adult podcasts are, <laughs> which I find hilarious. Wait, so you are more strictly? Well, he just adheres to the rules more closely. Yeah, because I, I may I try and go through the mechanics. It's just it's the fairest way to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just like at any time that I like try and homebrew it or try to just skim over it, it ends up creating something unfair somewhere else. Yeah, and especially between the two of you, <laughs> always arguing with each other. <laughs> It's just like it's the only way I can ensure that it's fair. Yeah. Makes sense. Why, do you, why would Plus, you do that? Plus, Wizards of the Coast spent a long time balancing everything. It's pretty It's pretty <laughs> on point the way it is. Right. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we are on the staircase. <laughs> just woke up. Just, maybe, just woke maybe up. Maybe had a little breakfast. Yeah, I well, woke the- up in the wall and I pulled out some bacon and I'm like, Sorry, Bacon. Well, the girls technically only need four hours for a long rest because they are elves. Yep. They only need to meditate yeah, for they four don't hours. Uh, but Dave needs a full, a full solid eight hours. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, I get out of the wall and I'm just like, uh, I turn into a bunny. You're going to use one of your animal shape. Wait, how much do I have of animal shape? You have three. I turn into a bunny. Oh, get the bunny. <laughs> I start going down the stairs. I'm no, a bunny. I get the stroller out. You it's hard to get the stroller still, on stairs. It's still like a mile and a half down. I know. I'm a bunny. No, no, no. You're coming into the stroller. No, I went in the stroller and I cut it up with my bunny blanket. Bunny blanket. Bunny, bl- bunny brand blanket. And I just cuddle up and like. I'm a bunny. I'm a bunny. When you need a blanket, choose bunny, All right. bunny bird. Something tells me we might have to retcon that, but we'll just keep going. So you start moving start moving down the stairs, the four of you. I'm in the bunny stroller as a bunny. Why not? <laughs> and Jed says to... Who would have been carrying it? Out of curiosity, isn't Dave the one that typically carries the magical artifacts because you two can't be trusted with them? Uh, uh, what? What? Actually, Sam can't. That sounds be about right. What? Uh, uh, I I don't I don't agree with this okay. conclusion. So if first it's Dave, then it's me, then it's way down there, it's me. me. Okay, so we all right. So we we should do some inventory about this because this is stuff that you've had for a while. 
but and of all the stuff you write into your character sheet, you don't write the stuff down that you actually have. <laughs> right. All right. So you had received a potion of invulnerability. Who has that? Me. Yeah, I think it's. I have it. Okay, Dave has it. How about the potion of acid resistance? Me. Is it on your character sheet? I don't have that one for sure. Where would it be? I love how she grabs her pencil first and then checks her character sheet. It says potion of acid resistance. Okay, so Mimi has that one. No, you don't. No, you don't. Okay. Now, then I think. Galaxy has these other two items: the <gasps> scroll of power word kill, and the scroll of an, of anti magic. Yeah, yeah, I, I gave her. Those. I gave okay. her the two scrolls because. Wait, do I have the scrolls? You do. You just forgot to write them in. I remember that. Oh yeah, I have them right here. So, okay, so wanted to make sure that we had those accounted for, but also to remind you that we have these and can things. use them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so then, also, who I think Dave then has the Atlantean blue hollow cube. Still. I, I believe you're correct. That has not come I, out. I thought we used it up. And so it's important right I now. I remembered us using it when we were like in the swamp. Or no, the Atlantean. Oh, that's true. No, you're right. Yep. You yep, you did use it in in the swamp. You had shown it to the Atlantean soldiers in the swamp. But yep. we didn't use it. Well, you you technically did because you played the message to them. That's right. And that's what got them to begrudgingly help. That's right. Yep. Yeah, so the reason why I want to bring all, all these things up is because there there is there is an important thing that happens Wait, with this. Wait, um, where's the potion of what does the potion of acid do? Uh the potion of acid resistance. It uh it just it uh halves all the damage that you would take from from acid. That's which probably would have came in handy against that dragon. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But never I, used it. Mm-mm. I didn't know it was. Someone's like I specifically tailored it for that encounter. <laughs> I didn't know it was there. And yet it wasn't used. Mm-hmm. So as you're walking down the stairs, uh, Jed taps you on the shoulder, Dave, and he says, "Dave, yes, you Ted. you dropped this. I forgot to give this to you during our our rest, but I just remembered you dropped this during the fight with the with Hagatha." And he's holding out the blue hollow cube to you. Oh. Thanks, Jed. I appreciate that. I, I say in body language. And I take ha, it and ha, put it in my nice belt basketball. pouch. Okay. Dave, can you roll an insight for me? Indeed. Okay, I'll roll it. 19. 19? Okay. 13 plus 6. I got a 17. Um, I just need Dave to do it. I know. Uh, I did it. You get, you get the impulse a little bit that um, maybe uh, Dave sh- or that uh, maybe maybe Jed should hang on to the holocube. You know what, Jed? Why don't you go ahead and hang on to this? Like, are you sure? I just, I think Mishakal's speaking to me, and I have a feeling that, that you should hang on to this. What does it do? And I explain it to him. Okay. We'll find out <laughs> in the future. Because you don't want to take time. Yep, yep. so it's a, it's a thing that if you press the, so so the cube itself is only, is about an, an inch on an edge. So it's a, an inch cubed. And there's a little button on top of it that kind of use, need to use your fingernail to get, yeah. get at the depression. When you press the top of it, then there's this 3D image that's about about two feet tall that gets displayed above it, and it it was the image of the Atlantean uh, that's right. general 
uh, leader. And it was like the bearer of this cube. Right. You should help it, them no matter what you got going on, drop it and help right. these guys. Right. So, but, but it was a message specifically geared towards other Atlanteans. Yeah. yeah. So that's why when you had used it in, in the swamp, um, that's why those soldiers were compelled to, to, yep. to help the group. Even though I think they had a duty they were... They were reluctant to abandon, but they they helped us anyway. Yep, that's true. They, it's like they they went along with like the bare minimum. Yeah, to, to I mean they it. essentially just escorted us to their camp and then went back to their. I think they were on a patrol or something through the swamp. Well, no, well they were still dealing with um, now having been um, exiled from that's Atlantis right. because right. they had contact with uh, magical creatures, and there was some weird policy about that. That if gotcha. you have exposure to magic or those kinds of creatures, you can't come back because of some risk of fear of infection or something like gotcha. that all right so you're walking down is there so you're walking with jed girls is there is there anything that you want to ask jed or uh any questions that you have or you're just going to um, keep walking I start, down i start having this song and I'm anything anything buddy, of value anything constructive i start singing i'm a bunny yeah, no, I, start hum, I start humming but you're singing it I in hum. your head because you're a bunny no, no, so you I can't start, actually no, hum. Start, but no one can hear you because you're so far away <laughs> from yeah. that microphone I start humming. I'm a bunny. So, but you're in, but you're in the bunny stroller, going all these down all these stairs. So it's because it's constantly going down the stairs. Every time she asks Dave to help, he's like, no. So after a couple of hours of walking down these stairs, I fell asleep. Okay, sounds accurate. Yeah, definitely for your character and for a bunny. Uh, you you come to another another landing similar to the one that was at Hagatha's place, and can the three of you roll a perception check for me? I got a seven. And I got nine plus three is twelve. Okay. I got fifteen. <laughs> Actually, Mimi, you roll it with disadvantage. Why? Because you're, you're in a stroller and you're wrapped in a blanket. What? You're me. You're a bunny. Well, fourteen. <laughs> Natural twenty. All right. A so oh, Dave, Dave and Mimi, you notice this galaxy is oblivious to it, which kind of makes sense. <laughs> she's <laughs> busy struggling with that stroller. She's, she's, yeah. Because like you, a cool man, you're the one who wanted me in a stroller. And so at this, care. at this opening, so it's another kind of like weird landing that has been carved out of the stairs. So again, it looks like the giants had come in or someone had come in and like repurposed the, the stairs and the stonework and started doing their own changes and additions to this, this ancient dwarven uh, fortress under the mountain. And that's when you see something moving around just inside this, this large entrance. Is and it, it seems to be coming towards you. Is it the liar? It it is Jake. So the so this red dragonborn slinks out of the shadows. He's like, "Oh my gosh, you're alive!" I, wow. Why did you run off? I say. Hey, just I told you I would run if this happened. That's I was. Stop lying, weirdo. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Fair enough, Jake. Fair. My guess, though, is that you've been waiting around to hopefully win our bodies. Uh, 
honestly, that um, that hadn't occurred to me because. Uh, Mishkal says cowardliness is quite far from godliness. Well, Remember what was I that? supposed to do? It's like I was helping you out. Hagatha just would have killed me too, and she was. I wasn't going to go back and lose because I just needed to figure out a way to get out of here. But oh. but you're here, so. Uh, if you were still there. Well, Jink, so I'm, I'm willing to keep going with the agreement. With the same strengths, and so if if bravery is not one of yours, I I understand. It was it was very good of you to actually to come back. I'm I'm impressed, Jink. I'm not going to lie. Wow. Well, do. Full, full, you know, full disclosure. I you were halfway um, uh, across the mountain by now. Full disclosure. I was. I didn't come back. I was just sort of waiting around to see what would happen. Just. I. Uh, I go like this. Mishakal and myself. We we appreciate your honesty. All right. So. Uh, do, do you guys want to? No. Go the rest of the way. Yeah, we still no. have to do what we came here for. All right. So. So. Follow me. It's it's this way. It's uh, I actually know uh, know a shortcut to uh, to the treasure room through here. So uh, do you know what uh, what it is that uh, that you're looking for in in Zelane's treasure money. room? Money, money, no. But money. No, not money. The sun. The I think it's the sun. I don't know. No, we're, no. we're looking for a magical item to bring us back home. Oh, oh. Well, how far how far away is your home? Uh, about Ten a couple years. <laughs> yeah, it's couple it's a, a distance of time and space. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! We were transported against our will. Stop telling him about our life. But Jinx actually been pretty stand up guy so far. Uh, sure. I, don't, I don't think he's actually told us a single lie yet. We're in the past. I'm really right impressed now. by your honesty, Jinx. I just can't get over this. Well, you know, full surprises, I guess. <laughs> So, have you heard the good word of Mishikal, my friend? Can't say that I have. Well, <gasps> aren't you in for a treat? And Dave starts just... <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cut ahead a couple of hours. Yeah, no, Dave, just the whole time that we're walking down, um, Dave is just chattering on and on and on about Why don't you... 70% of which is stuff he's just making up off the top of his head. <laughs> do, do you want to uh, roll persuasion for me? Okay. Three plus four is seven. <laughs> okay. He 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 listens along politely. Uh-huh. He he just lets you go. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Which you is catch, the best thing to do. You catch some side looks from him a couple <laughs> times. Which so. I'm completely oblivious to. So there's some big sighs that are in there like <sighs> <laughs> I know it's amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh time and space. There's one item that's in there that uh that I think could help you get back home, but it's uh it's a doozy of an item. I just want to say I don't want to come back home because I don't want to see the, the horror creature. Mm. It's a it's a really powerful dwarven artifact, I think. It looks you look at this thing and it just looks like dwarves made it, but it's it's a big old it's a big old axe. Um and it was made for some ancient dwarven lord. And from what I understand, one of the powers on it is that it it transports you wherever you want to go. Cool. Can so it I, transport many people at a time? I that I'm not sure about. I don't know about that. You try first. Galaxy, do you know a spell that we can use to potentially figure out the properties of the axe once we find it? Hmm, I could use my intelligence skill. I could use, <laughs> I could use my intelligence as a bunny. Well, maybe it'll be one of those magical items that if you just carry it for long enough, you just kind of know. 
don't carry. No, you will not. You're, you're not strong enough. Offended. All right. So keep keeping things moving along. So after a couple more hours going down some some more stairs, you do reach a large open area, and there is a large dwarven stronghold that sits in front of this cavernous open area. But it's dark. There's no torches, and it looks like that they're. It's almost a combination fortress, giant forge, right? It's a huge building, and it looks like that it's got uh, big buckets and chains and things like that of pouring molten mm. metal into this fortress. So it's almost like this is like this is the center hub of where lots of large things could be manufactured and smithed and yeah. and banged out. But it's dark. <gasps> Nothing's going on here, and it seems to be not not quite abandoned, but it's there's no movement and there's no fire. There's no no activity going on. Like in Avengers Affinity where the uh where Thor's got his hammer. Right. Oh, what's the name of that place? I can't um like Mesothelemia or something like that. All right. So so you're at the at this place and Jink just he keeps on walking right past it. And 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 uh Dave just kind of says like there's something so sad about all this marvelous dwarven machinery just sitting here unused. I can imagine that when the dwarves had this fortress, this was a bustling hub of activity. Well, uh, with wonders to behold. Actually, this is uh, Zelayan used to use this. Actually, really? Yeah, it went. Uh, oh. Yeah, it went dark a, a couple weeks ago. He just lost interest. Interesting. But when he said marvelous, marvel. <laughs> <laughs> but he used it. Yeah, he used it for years. In fact, yeah, that's one of the reasons why he uh, kept getting more dragonborn over here is to help him. Uh, Help them run the forge. Interesting. And the reds and the golds, they, were, they we handle the heat better than the other dragonborn. I suppose. That makes sense. So, all right. This way. And now I need the three of you to roll roll another perception check. Roll a perception check. Okay. A six. Two plus three is five. Okay. Sixteen. Sixteen. All right, Mimi, you're the only one that 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 hears this. Footsteps from the distance start echoing through this this empty empty cavern, like lots of footsteps and like heavy footsteps. I yell, footsteps. You yell it? No, you're a bunny. No. <laughs> Yeah, you can't yeah, yell Yeah, you anything. are a bunny right now. So that's really good. So if I yell it, then it's only like a whisper. No, you no, can't it just comes out as a squeak. Verbally at all. No, no, it would come out as. Eh. That's all you can communicate. No, right no, now. no. I, I write, I write on my hand foot. You don't have you a, you don't have a, thumbs. you don't have thumbs. You have no opposable digits I to know. hold anything. I know. I know. What I do this. I go like this. Nope. Eh. You can hold nope. it like this. Also, where are you getting the pencil? And the paper. <laughs> no, I, I'm writing it on my hand. You don't have a hand. Oh boy. Anyway, moving on. No, we hear footsteps. Who hears footsteps? Just Galaxy? Just, no, just Mimi. Oh, just Mimi, and she's a bunny, so she can't tell us. No, no, no. I jump out, Wonderful. and I jump out, and I start stomping my feet. Like, <laughs> like, and I point to the direction where I hear it. And M- Mimi's acting very strange. R- roll a performance. Aww. Dave just scoops her up and puts her back in the stroller. Ah. Roll a performance. Let's see Let's Aww, see if you can communicate. <laughs> what is it, girl? Did Timmy fall down the so well? So she, yeah, she does this interpretive dance of. <gasps> and we know exact. We're like, whoa, there are footsteps coming from. You want to do right. the hokey pokey? 
Yep. As uh, somehow she's so able amazing. to physically translate, <laughs> she hears steps, many steps, <laughs> heavy-footed steps <laughs> coming this way. Steps in her bunny form. Wow, you are such a dumb dumb. What, what should we do? What should we do? Should we hide? Should we just stay in the open? I, no, no, I think and I melt into stone. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I don't. You can't cast spells in your animal shape. <laughs> quiet, Dad. Just, just quiet. Um, I hide in Bernie's unicorn bubble backpack, and I bring my bunny blanket and a stroller too. I keep, you know, I keep the stroller in my backpack, so I guess it could work. All right, so because it's collapsed. So Jake says, "Oh, everybody, follow me, follow me." I need everyone to uh, roll a stealth check now. I got an eleven. Fourteen plus. 10, Not you, because 17. you're in the butt, uh, the butt backpack. <laughs> okay. And I got a seventeen. Okay. So, I need, I need you to hide good, then I hide good. Because I got 18. All right. So, I'm going to take an average of, of all of those rolls. So, I did a roll for Jink and Jed as well, and I'll work that in. And we're going to uh, do a contest between that and the perception check of these dragonborn guards that are coming this way. So, he takes, uh, so Jink takes you around a, around a corner. And hides you underneath a small stone bridge. And out of the corners of your eye, you can see them coming down this pathway. And there's about a dozen mixed red and gold dragonborn. Oh my gosh! It's it's Jed's mom! (laughs) Jed is a copper. Oh my gosh, it's Jinx's mom! (laughs) So and they and they're marching in formation and very very rigid and in sync and they're all armed with swords and bows and they've got leather and steel armor on. And they keep marching, they march directly over top of you on this small bridge. And you can hear it, you can hear the thump, 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 thump. And dust and dirt comes off of the stonework up above you and falls on top of you and and Jink just holds up his well, single finger in front of his mouth and doesn't make a sound. And eventually, they march off, none the wiser that you are right there. Phew. So, thanks again, Mimi. No, I found- he gives her a little scratch on her head. No, but I'm in the backpack. <sighs> of course, that's where she gets the 20. <laughs> yeah, right. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> All right. So, Jake moves you along. Uh, probably about another hour's worth of travel, continuing to like go down through another series of stairs and corridors. I slept all the way. And wow, you come to a large door, a large door that looks like it's made out of gold, and it's got a big, huge keyhole in the middle of it. And the keyhole, it's about fifteen feet up in the air, so it looks like this is the the door, the size of it. This was meant for a giant. Galaxy, can you use your mage hand to to lift one of the keys up there and see which one fits? Oh, great. I had bad luck with my mage hand last time with the keys. Well, that was just when you were trying to steal them from a giant's belt. This time you're just using them to, to open a door. That's what they're okay. made for. Okay! Yay! Uh, real quick, though, what? I want to just... Dave just wants to press his ear to the door and see if he can hear anything on the other side. Okay. And or were we holding the keys the whole time? Yes. Okay. Wait, we only got I two just, of the keys. No, so you got all three. I, got a, I oh. only got a five, so. Okay. So, yeah, you press your ear to the door and just silence on the other Sounds side. Sounds like the coast is clear. Can I try putting my ear to... Oh, bunnies are good at listening. Yeah, <laughs> I, I listen and I hear. <laughs> uh, 
What would that be in? Uh, perception check. Or maybe 19. 19. Okay. Investigation probably would have been better for it, but whatever. 19. 19. No, I think you were right about perception. Well, yeah, I don't know. 19. What do I hear? You don't hear anything on the other side. So you agree with, with Dave what he had heard, that it does appear like the coast is clear on the no, other I side say, of this door. I say I don't hear anything. You can't talk. You're a bunny. I, I mumble. I don't think. Do you want to try and do another interpretive dance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Roll performance. Do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> you said it as she rolled it. That was awesome. So she like pees herself. All right. So. <laughs> no, no. I stand up and I'm about to do it, but then I just start wetting my pants. What you mean? You don't have pants. Wetting no. your fur. Yeah, no, no, and then you just hear just start peeing down. And you're like, uh-uh. <laughs> um. Thankfully, so, she got out of the backpack. And then, and so. then, and then, I, and then I get back in the backpack and wet my butt. So, so <laughs> you don't know what to make of this. Uh, Mimi, as a bunny, just peed on the floor after <laughs> listening to the door. I don't know. Coast is clear. I listened I, to you guys. I think she I heard, heard water. Oh, that could be. Or maybe it was something someone was chanting, we're number one. We're, we're number, number one. one. All right. Give me a pee. Pee. All right, so this R. is also when you start hearing footsteps again footsteps. coming oh. this way. So... So, Galaxy, are you going to try and use Mage Hand to bring one of the keys up to try and unlock the door? Yeah! All right. So, I need you to do... Roll a D6 for me. Because this, this is going to determine which key... Did you mm. grab the right key or not well, to we, unlock the I door? I thought we grabbed all three. You did grab all three, yeah. but she can only oh, try one at a time. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yep. She got a one. You got a one? All right. So you bring the first key up, slide it into the oversized keyhole, turn it, and you can hear the footsteps getting closer. And you hear a loud click. Yes. And the doors swing in. Nice job, Galaxy. Got it on the first try. But nice you hear job. footsteps. Yep. You're growing so, truly powerful. So I probably just, anything I rolled, I got it anyways. No. No. You just got lucky. I was going to have first you do it. So the right key was going to be a one or a two. And... Any other number would have been the wrong key. So, yeah, Dave hurries into the room. All right. So the doors are heavy. So they they open up automatically, but they don't close automatically. So they're sitting there open. Let's try and get these doors closed quick. What do you girls want to do? The doors are open, and Dave dove in. Well, I'm still in her backpack. All right, so then, Galaxy, what are you going to do? I'm going to run in. All right. So, but the doors are still open, and Jin, there's footsteps Jin, that you're let's hearing. Let's get these doors closed, quick. All right. Let's, um... I also... So, I would like to help, help. them and then to, the to Jed, give them... Jed is probably the strongest the, Right, out of the I want to help. I only have a 10. I want to help them to give them advantage. Me too! The bunny jumps out and she tries pushing. Like, she... <laughs> she like, a little back paws are just, like, scraping against the floor, but she's no, not doing anything. No, no, but no, it moves not even a centimeter. It just seems like... I did it. <laughs> So so Jed runs I, over to the one door and he starts pushing on it and he he gets it he gets it closed and he runs over to the other one and he's got to get like his feet up on the wall of pushing with his legs with Dave his runs back over, against puts it. shoulder to try to help him Since I pushed it less than a centimeter I start as a bunny goes <laughs> Bunny flex Welcome <laughs> to the gut show <laughs> 
And then so I jump it back into the unicorn butt butt. You, you, close, <laughs> you close the other door, and you hear another click. And then you can hear the marching outside, get closer, and then you start to hear it move away. Is there a light in this room? There is no light in this room, but there are sconces and unlit torches that are around. So it does look like there, there's it's possible to, to light some of these up. Do you have the prestidigitation cantrip, Bird? I have some matches. Uh, pardon? Do I you have, have the prestidigitation cantrip? Because you can use that to light torches. I have some matches. I think so. Uh-oh. You're a bunny. Oh I God, know. I have matches too. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, I pull out Flint and Tinder and light, a, light, a, light a torch. Okay. Can you uh, roll a survival check for me? I really gotta survive. Five. Okay, you still do it. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure it wasn't a one. Uh, gotcha. Right, right. <laughs> I whiteboard in my. It's like you're lighting a torch. It's right. Like, I'm not it's gonna something make that someone. everyone can do in this day and age. Okay, so I light a torch and then I light one torch each for everyone else, okay. not counting uh, Mimi because she's just a little bunny uh, no, no. in the bunny brand unicorn butt backpack. <laughs> So look at, looking around this room, it is a gigantic room with large pathways of weaving through it for like a giant to be moving through this. But it is stockpiled with gold, gems, armor, shields, weapons. It's like it's the largest treasure hole that you've ever seen in your life. Like picture... Um, like Smog's treasure hold in the Dwarven mm-hmm. Fortress, right? It's just like waves of gold and treasure Damn. everywhere. And as you look out, it's a little bit bef- so it's beyond your vision as well for how much light that you you have in here. So, but yeah, there's there's stuff that's everywhere. So one thing that that I should have mentioned at the very beginning, Mimi, I'm not gonna be mean about this, but as soon as you walked into this room, so before Jed closed the doors, as soon as you walked into this room, you spring out of Galaxy's backpack and you turn back into an elf. What? Yep, no. you are no, you are no longer oh. a bunny. No, no, no. Oh. There's some deep wonder, dark magic. So now and I want pants, so my pants are still wet for what I want. Try using my, pants. my thaumaturgy cantrip. Okay. Just to make the torch flames waver. Nothing happens. Okay. <laughs> uh, is well. I sh- like I, I say. Sort of, uh, I say hello, and it's just an echo. Yep, it echoes. Hello. 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 Uh, seems like seems like our magic's not really working in this room. So so you light the torches so up, and you see all the gold and everything else. But yeah, it's every t- the the cantrip that you just tried. Didn't work. Mimi immediately turned back into an elf after entering into this room. I feel easy. Do you want to roll an, Ar- an Arcana check, Galaxy? Okay. Whoa, big Arcana. You do indeed. You're a wizard. Eighteen. You try and sense the magic of the items that are on your person, of just the in general, and you're not getting anything. It's like it's almost like. All the magic has been sucked out of the world, and it doesn't work in this room. Some sort of dispel magic field. I take my um. I take my staff, and can I cast the spell Shillelagh or no? You can try. I take out my staff and cast the spell Shillelagh. Nothing happens. Does she still burn the spell slot? No. Okay. It's a cantrip. Oh, okay. Um, but even if it was a spell slide, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have burned it. Because nothing. Yeah, she's unable I carry to my the staff, magic. and I start 
moving it like a ninja, and then I start acting like a ninja weird. Awesome. Great. <laughs> All right, well, Dave's going to start poking around the room, seeing uh. if there's anything, like looking for the axe that Jink described, and also seeing if there's anything else that looks interesting yeah, to him. Yeah, I, I want to investigate, should we look around? Too. Should we look around together, and maybe can we'll I, have a better chance of no, finding I wanna, things? Can I investigate? Yeah, let me, I, Dave's helping her investigate. I want to see if there's like a wand. So you can roll with advantage. Right, but I think Galaxy has actually the Galaxy best. has the best. Yeah, Dave's gonna help Galaxy. I got a thirteen though. All right, so you're gonna do an investigation on your own. Yeah. All and right. then Dave's helping you, Galaxy, so you can roll with advantage. All right. So well, so Mimi takes off. No, but what, I rolled a thirteen. So what do I find? Right. All right. So you rolled. All right. So you start poking around. Can you roll a? I need to roll an insight check for me. An eight. We got from our an eight. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, you were All talking right. about how much it hurts to step on. Okay. Um, I need to switch over to, to Galaxy and Dave for a moment then. So, so Galaxy, you roll you roll a search. With advantage. Wait, Dad, is there anything I find? Or I'll get back to you in just a second. <gasps> roll again, roll you get advantage because I'm helping you. I know, but that'd be a 14. Right. And Watch then that. that would be a 19. Nice. 19. All right. So you start, you start poking around. And something does catch your eye that's sitting up kind of high on one of the, the mounds of stone and gold and other things that, that's up there. And it looks like that there's like a, a clear path to get through all the treasure to get up to it. And you see a throne, a gold throne that's kind of askew and off, kind of tilted off to its side. And there's a large axe that's sitting on top of it. And there's a moment of hesitation that you have because you see this off in the distance about looking through anything else. And that's when, I don't know, you, you just get a, you get a really bad feeling. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> and that's when you look over and you see Mimi just diving in and... Scrooge McDuck style. Just like moving her and stuff around in the gold and looking through, through items. But what do I find? Well, he's getting there. Guys, I found the axe, but I don't think we should go and take it. So you f you find a you, you find a cloak because I know how much that you like cloaks. No. It's, so what does the cloak do? What you don't know, but it's a, it's a really nice cloak. I, I take the cloak and I put it in my bag. But, but when you yeah, so when you, yeah, so you do so that, you grab it, you put it in your bag. Because I don't, if I wear it, then they'll be like, hey, you stole our stuff. <laughs> right. That's so, my cloak. But when you did that, it's like you, there's lots of coins. Uh, I take out the coins. No, 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 no. It's like it's buried in coins. And so it's like you moved all this stuff out of the way. And there is all that rustling was metal banging on metal. And it and it echoed throughout the cavern. It, weighed a, it made a lot more noise than you would have expected. Shh. I take some coins and stuff in my bag. How much coin did I take? Um... Ew. Let's see how many, how many gold coins you get from this. You're just gonna just grab as uh, like a fistful yeah. of gold coins. No, two fistfuls. Two Dou fistfuls. Double handful. Okay. Uh, you get uh twelve gold coins. Ooh, I have a lot of gold coins already. And so you make a lot of ruckus as you're going through, but you got you got some gold coins and you got this cloak that you're stuffing in your bag. And Galaxy, as you see Mimi stuffing this cloak into her bag. You hear some growling uh -oh. coming from somewhere in this room. Me, put that back. I don't hear you. 
<laughs> Mimi, put that back. I still talk to you. She's just busy stuffing coins into her pouch. I slap her. Mimi, put that back. No. I think it's too late to put it back, girls. I think that the damage has been done. And that's, and you see Jink bring his hand up to his face. He's like, I forgot. I forgot about the, uh, I forgot about the guard drakes in here. Guard drakes? Yeah. Drake plural? Yeah. They're kind of they're kind of like dragon dogs, <laughs> a little bit. Puppy! They were uh, they were gifts from uh, from Christofferson to uh, to Zelaine to help again. guard the treasure. Puppy! So, but uh, I think that that axe that's way up there. I think I think that's what uh, what you need to get home. I look around. Do I see these these Drake dogs Mm-mm. anywhere? No. I gotta have one. I want to just try and sneak up to the throne. All right. Can you roll a stealth for me? I got a thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Yep. You get up there. How high is the throne? Do I have to climb up it? Um. No. No. Uh. But you do have to go up like a series of kind of like uh natural stone stairs and ledges to get up there. Gotcha. But yeah, you're able to get up there no problem. Yeah. But it's just, yeah, the, so the throne is just, again, it's kind of at an angle being supported by rocks and other gold. Mm-hmm. It looks a little precarious, but it doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere. And then the axe is just sort of like sitting head down, handle up in the seat of the throne. Okay. I'm going to grab it. Okay. I really hope um, if one we... I don't think anyone in the group can actually use it as a weapon yeah. except maybe Jed. But we're not going to take Jed with us. Well, no. But as far as, like, if someone were to carry it, I could just put it in my pack. No, it, no it's, it won't it's fit too in big. Pack. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like a big two-handed battle axe. Okay. I'm going to ask Jed if he'll... he'll Jed, Jed will, you, will you carry this? It's it's a little big for, for the three of us. He says, sure. Thank you. I but need he, this Well, he waits for you to, to climb back yeah. down. Can you roll another, roll another stealth for me? Definitely. Can I get one of those puppies? I got an unnatural twenty. Okay. Yep. So you, yeah, you come down using your halfling nimbleness. Whisper. And I start hand over this. Just ugh, lug s- it over and hand it over to I Jed. Quietly, I start humming the Star Wars theme. <laughs> Roll a stealth check for me. Because you feel the need to do this. Natural one. I start humming She gets carried away and just like starts belting it out. And then I start like dancing. Yeah, she gets into it too much and then it belts out the last couple of notes of it and then it reverberates. Mimi, no. Oh, Mimi, no, gosh. And oh, this sounds terrible! Da 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 Please make her stop! Please make her stop! Da da da! And I've pretend I've never watched Star Wars, so I'm just so it's like way off tune and everything. Mimi, the creator of Star Wars. That's when all of you notice that there are four large creatures on all fours that slink out of the shadows and start to surround the group. And actually, let me see if I got a picture. How come whenever there's a dog creature, it always gets killed? And I can never have it. Because it's trying to kill us. 
So it doesn't want to be had or hugged. Well, I almost got a dog in Sam's adventure. At least you got a pony. So this is what they look like. Oh, shoot. So they're not really dogs. They look more like lizards or alligators. Oh, then I don't like them. They're kind of really big. I don't like them anymore. Yeah, it's like quadrupedal. So, so these four quadruped creatures come slinking out of the darkness, and they're covered in, they're black, covered in dragon scales, and they each have their mouths open. You can see the rows of razor-sharp teeth that are, that are in there, and you can see the large claws that are, are on their paws. All of them, you hear a low growl from deep in the back of their throat. Here. So what do you do? I start charging. Well, we don't have magic then. You do not. I charge at it with my spear. Oh my gosh, this is going to be the first time I'm ever going to use my quarter staff. I think we should lure them out of the room if we have to fight them. I don't think we're going to do very well without magic. I can so in Mishakal. I can't. Mishakal. <gasps> I can punch him. I can create a Mishakal, but she can't aid us in any way. I, I will remind you that you do have your musketeer pistols as well. Oh. What are those? Pistols? <laughs> pistols? What, what, I don't know. What are they for? Shooting? Well, we, yeah, we had them from way back in the... No, but I never got part. one because I couldn't do it. Right, you were no good at it. You didn't like them. But uh, Galaxy and Dave, they did pretty well with them, and they and they got they got pistols. All right, well, Dave pulls out his pistol, but he's also backing towards the door and reiterating his notion that maybe if we got to fight these things, we should do it out in the hall. Yeah, let's go. Okay. I, with my spear, charge. I'm kidding, no. Uh, wait, uh, I mean, my quarter staff, I charge, not my spear. Because I you are going to charge. You're going to you're gonna immediately go into combat with these no, things. No, these I'm, are big creatures, no, too, I, by the way. No, They're I, like 15 no, feet long. I'm not going oh to charge. Like the Why do you keep saying bear. it? I don't know. It's in my head. I can't get it out. <laughs> Turn into a duck. Okay. Actually, no, I take that back. They're, they're not that large. They're more like um, they're more like eight feet long. Still very big. Um, I have my quarter stuff out and I start backing. It's away. like a big lizard the size of like a lion. Mm-hmm. I'm only fifteen feet tall, so you're only fifteen feet tall. That's tiny. All right. I know. Fifteen feet. So, so all of you. So all of you are going to start backing out of the room slowly. No sudden movements. Yep. Can the three of you roll a perception check for me? Uh, seven. Unnatural twenty. Nice. Nineteen. All right. So Galaxy and Mimi, you notice that as you move towards the door, the gaze of these creatures don't follow you; they stay on jet. Jed, because he has one, he, they see the magical item. Oh, he has the Jed, place that down. But we need it. Okay, come run to us. <laughs> I mean, he's probably backing out with us, right? Right, right. But but he he stopped when you made this observation. So he's holding the axe right there, and he's looking. I was like, what? What do I do? 
Give it we need to me. We can't leave it behind. Give it to me, the unresponsible leader of this group. Yes, give it to me. <laughs> Jed says, Galaxy, unlock the door. And he starts actually backing away from you. He be- starts backing away from the group slowly. Okay. He's Something. going to die. So on this side, though. Is he going to die? No. It was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> What's going to happen? If Jed died while we were in the past, it would really complicate. It really would. No, that's why I'm like, what? So, Galaxy, that's when you realize that the keyhole on this side is still 15 feet up in the air. And you don't have Mage Hand. You know what? You know, I'm but 15 feet tall. Bree, 15 feet. Did you leave the key in the lock? I mean, no one ever said that they pulled it back out. Yeah. Okay. And I'm 15 feet tall. No, anyway. you're, you're 15, 15 inches. Feet tall. Yes, I am. That's not possible. <laughs> I mean, it's D&D. Anything's possible. But you're not 15 feet. Oh, wait. Yes, I am. I saw 15 All right, yeah, But that's true. You never yeah. said that you took the key okay. out of the lock. I, I thought that is was... That's I what I was thinking. I was 15 Yeah, well, honest mistake. <laughs> For real. All right, so you don't have Jed. He was the strongest one in the group to open up right, the door. So right. who is going to, who do we want to use? Who has the best strength that's left? I have oh, a 10 strength. I have 56 hit points. She has a 13 no, strength. strength. You're a very strong Your strength. Is Galaxy the strongest out of the What's three of you? strength? No, I, I have a 12. 13 is the, the strongest. All right, so we all help Galaxy. The wizard is the strongest yeah. one in the group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, so um, so Galaxy, everyone. I don't know how to think about that. So Mimi and Dave are going to run up and they're going and they're going to help you. So I need you to roll a strength check to see if you okay. can get the door open. Okay, I only have you get a plus one to your strength. Yes. Wait, isn't Jed the strongest? Yeah, but natural, natural twenty. 20. <laughs> <laughs> She just grabs it with one hand and th- no, no, flings it open. All of you are there, though, yeah, but yeah. she just hikes up the wizard's robes and get, plants her foot on the other door and yanks back with all her might and it slams open. Ooh. Yes! Nice job, Galaxy. And just, you're dropping, like, everything. And just as you do that, that's when you look back at Jed and you see Jed with two hands. He raises the axe up over his, over his head and he launches it out the door opening as hard as he can and then he takes off running in the other direction so he's going to he's running back into the treasure room further why why did he do that he's trying to give you time to escape Jed no So is he like, fly, you fools? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So I run towards the axe. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I don't, I'm not going to let Jed sacrifice be in vain, so. No, wait. So what Although Dave really so, just wants to help him. But. So, And that's when you see the two guard drakes. They actually split. Two of them okay. take off running towards you and the axe, and the other two go after, uh, go, go after Jed. All right, well, I'm going to get out of the room They're so that I have my magic. Okay. Let's let's okay. So let's let's roll initiative. We lost Jed again. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jed will be okay. All right, Dave, what'd you get? 
I got an unnatural 20. Okay. Uh, Mimi? I got three. Three. Galaxy, what did you get? <laughs> I got an eight. An eight. All right. All right. Dave, you get to go first. All right. So they're still in the room. Um, so I, I had my pistol out already. I want to fire it. Okay. I'm not going to be able to use magic on them until they leave the room. Sure. Um, so the, the pistol can only be fired once per round. Okay. So, all right. Do I... I have proficiency with it. You do it. have proficiency with it. Yep, so it'd be proficiency uh, plus your dexterity. My dex, okay. Natural 20. Nice. And then what do I roll for damage? Uh, the damage is uh, just going to be a 1d10. So then I roll 2d10. Uh, 17 points of damage. Okay. And then for my bonus action, I'm going to cast um, Spiritual Weapon. Um, you Okay, so as you're moving, so you be able to move 30 feet... Oh, um, unless I didn't get out of the room. Yet. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not out of the room. Because I thought we yet. were at the doors. Oh, that's true. No, that's right. You are at the doors. Yes. So yeah, you could just move out. Because I had so yeah, I'd used enough movement to get out of the room. Uh, so yeah, then I fired the gun because like, my magic's not going to do anything in the room, and then I um, yeah, used my bonus action to cast spiritual weapon. Okay. So the the spiritual spe- the spectral version of my holy mace appears in the air above me. So the the dwarven axe goes flying over your head. You're watching it as it goes over, and then you pull the pistol out, take off running after it in the air, turn around, fire it at one of the guard drakes, and it hits the drake right in the middle of the chest. Doesn't kill it, but it hits it hard enough that it knocks it off of its feet, and it goes tumbling through the gold, and is laying prone in the treasure room now. Then you take off running, and as as soon as you get out the door, you can feel Mishakal's presence comes back to you, and you cast, um, yep, then you're, uh... I say a brief prayer and my, uh, spiritual weapon. And then spiritual weapon appears, uh, by your side and floats along with you. Cool. All right. So it's Jed is next. And so he, he takes off running further into the treasure room. And at the same time, Jink never moved with you towards okay. the door. He's still in there as well. And at this point, he starts running for the door towards you as well. So Jink and... The Drake and well, one of the Drakes now because you knocked the other one prone, and one of the one of the Drakes is running towards the door at the same time. But Jink gets to gets to the door first. So then it is Galaxy's turn. Okay. All right, Galaxy, you're right at the door, so you could just dash out the door real quick and be able to cast spells. But remember that if you try and cast a spell while the Drake out of the Drake that's still in the room, it's not gonna work. So, but you could dash out and then fire with the pistol back into the room, just like what, uh, like what Dave did. No, no. Remember, if you cast a spell back into the room, it's it goes away, out. and you will have burned the slot because you're outside the room. No, I only have magic. We'll shoot the pistol. <laughs> okay. All right. So you run out the room. You pull your pistol, out, point it at the Drake. Do you want to shoot the same Drake oh, that Dave went at, or do you want to go after the other one? Well, she'll get disadvantage at the one I shot at. So. Oh, that's true. Yes, because it is prone. Yep. So let's have you shoot at the at the other Drake that's still still running She's towards got a us. Sixteen decks too. She's almost like a certain flip wizard. That, uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> so so, Galaxy, roll a d twenty and then add your dex modifier and your proficiency modifier to it. So you'll get plus six. Oh. Okay, twelve. You fire off the pistol. 
bang, and smoke comes out of the out of the end of it. There's a flash of light that that lights up the room slightly for a bit, and the shot goes wide. It's been a while since you used this pistol. Um, yeah. You need you need a little bit more practice with it, and you miss the Drake. But uh, yeah, but you get out of the room and you can feel the magic in the world again, and so that you would you would be able to to cast spells if you, if you needed to. <sighs> Mimi, your turn. Going, wait. So can I turn? In, I can't turn an animal. Not until you run out of the room. I use my scimitar and charge at him. Okay, so you're gonna charge at one of the drakes. Play oh, with my scimitar, my sword. Yeah, yeah. that is your That's sword. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, start charging at one of them. Okay. All right, roll and tech then. What'd you roll? Okay. Yep. That's gonna be yeah. That's gonna be a mess. Your your modifier is not good enough to to make that work. So you leap forward, pull out your scimitar. It's been a while since you used your scimitar. Well, whenever I use my scimitar, it sucks. So why do I? Even so why did you even do it? I don't know. I why didn't you get out of the room with us? I thought it. I thought it'd be a change. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you leap forward with with your scimitar and um, these these creatures. They've got thick black dragon scales on them and. Your sword, your swing is not great, but it's just a glancing blow that just Can bangs off of the scale. What? Can I please run out of the room too? Uh, you still have a movement. Um, I run out. Well, but if you, I run you, out, it gets a chance. It gets an opportunity attack on you, so it gets a chance to attack you. But you can still run out. You're just going to take some damage from it if it hits. Uh, I'm going to run out. Okay. All right. It's going to get a, a attack of opportunity on you. And what's your armor class? It lashes out with one of its claws, and you hop out of the way just as the claws inches away from your nose, and you run out of the room. All right, so, uh, so the Drakes, the two, they go off running after after Jed further into the room, and the one gets back to his feet and charges forward. Uh, doesn't quite get to the door, and the other one that uh, was going towards the door at the same time as Jink actually turns to attack Jink. And... Yay! Don't help him. Yeah, so yeah, it, it, it tackles Jink and Jink is now fighting with this this Drake inside the inside the treasure room now. Mm. So, Dave, your turn now. Totally they're, they're both still inside. Both still inside, room? yes. Okay. Um, so do I have to use like a bonus action to reload the pistol? Mm-hmm. No, it just happens automatically. Okay. So I'll fire again. And I got a 17. That hits. Uh, and the other one's still prone, so I'm shooting at the one on Jink. No, no, it got up. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm gonna fight. Well, I would. St- I'm gonna fire at the one on Jink to try and help get it off him. Okay. And I got nine points of damage. Nine. Okay. Good roll. I'm sorry. And what did you roll for the attack? Uh, 17. 17. Okay. So you fire off the pistol, another bang and a flash of light, and it hits the hindquarters of of this Drake, and it hips slam to the side a little bit, but it keeps its feet as it's still attacking and circling around at Jink, looking for an opening to dive in at, at him. Now it's Jink's turn. He's going to disengage from from the Drake, and he does this quick little feint and runs the other way. Deeks him out. Yeah, yeah. deeks out the Drake, and he runs out the door right behind you guys. So he, he manages to, to, to get away from, from that Drake. And at this point now, uh, Jed, you see, has circled around some gold piles and he's now running back towards the door and us and the two other drakes are <laughs> ru- they ran around and were following him around the treasure room and now he's coming back towards us as well but he's still 
fairly deep into the treasure room. But he was basically just trying to divide up the forces to, to, to let you get out, but he's coming back towards the door right now. Okay. Use it! Galaxy, your turn. Magic missile level two. None of the drakes it's are out of the room yet. Work. Oh. You want to try using the pistol again? <sighs> okay. All right. Roll a d20. 19. 19? Yep, that's a hit. So you roll a d10 for the damage. Four. Four. Four points of damage. Okay. And so, which one were you shooting at? The one that I shot first, or the one that was attacking Jink that I shot second? <laughs> I just, I, I just picked the you one that you had one. shot first. Okay. Yep. So another bang and a flash, and uh, this time the the slug goes off of one of the one of the shoulders of this one. Does a little bit of damage on it, but uh, you can tell that uh, uh, both the drakes are still still very healthy and, and rare to go at this point. Mimi, it's your turn. Okay. Because you are out of the room now. All right, you turn into uh, you turn into a polar and bear. I growl. You want okay, so you're gonna do like an intimidation because you are now actually bigger than yep. they are That's as awesome. a polar bear. Yeah, a polar bear is like 13 feet long, 12 feet long, even longer than that sometimes. Yep. So roll roll a roll an intimidation for me. Nine. 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 Okay. Um, all right. So, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. No. I'm do, you, do you have an inspiration point? Yeah, I'm gonna use that. Okay. Reroll it. And this time, make sure it doesn't hit the wire. Wait. Do I get another inspiration point? I haven't given you one yet. Oh. De- uh, Dave's got one in the wings too. I don't know what I use my inspiration point for. Two. <laughs> so the first roll is better. So, all right. So, yep, you turn into a bear and you stand at the entrance and go, <sighs> the drakes don't pay any attention to you whatsoever and they and they keep moving. The drakes, the two drakes inside the treasure room continue chasing after Jed as fast as they can and Jed is barely able to, to stay in front of them, but it looks like all he's doing is just focusing on dashing and, and getting away from them. And the two drakes actually... They're focused on Jink, and they just go to town on him. Oh, shoot. Even though he disengaged and ran? Oh, that's right. Thank you. I forgot about that. Yeah, so he ran out of the room. So, no. So the two drakes are going to run out of the room now, and they are going to attack the three of you. And I've turned into a bear, so... Right, so one of them is going to go after you as a bear. All right, so this one, all right, so the first one goes after you. It gets two attacks. It gets a claw attack, and it gets a bite attack. No, I'm sorry. It's a, it's a, it gets two attacks. It's a bite attack and a tail attack. And the bite attack hits you, but the tail attack does not. And you take 11 points of piercing damage from the bite attack. And the second one's going to go after Dave. And it goes after Dave with a big snap, but you manage to dodge out of the way, but then it comes back around with a tail attack, and it gets a critical hit on oh, you snap. with the tail attack. Uh, but luckily, you rolled poorly. That's only oh. eight points of bludgeoning damage on you. Phew. All right. Yep. So now we're back up to the top of the order. Dave, it is your turn now. All right. So... So it's within melee range, so I don't want to use my guiding bolt on it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it with my hammer... And I'm going to hit it with my spiritual weapon. Okay. So first the hammer. Or the mace. I always call it a dang hammer. Don't know why. It's a, I don't know why either. It's a stinking mace. All right. So that was an unnatural 20. Yep. That hits. 
And that's seven points of bludgeoning damage. I'm sorry, and which one were you going after? The one that's attacking me. Okay. And then now the spiritual weapon, and that was uh, 16. That'll hit as well. And so that does 11 points of damage. Okay. So you slam your mace into it, and the feel the thunk crunch into the scales in there. You can hear some muscle and bone crunch underneath of it. The spiritual weapon comes in, and this, this drake is not, not looking very good right now. So Jed finally gets out of the room. He uses his turn to run out, and the other two drakes behind him are not far behind. Jink runs off. Okay. He runs right past you, just, just goes like off into the dark. Do. Yes. <laughs> not surprised at all. Alright, Galaxy, it's your we'll turn catch now. Catch up to you later, Jink. <laughs> <laughs> Go find a good hiding spot. Pray to Mishikal. Magic missile. Okay. Magic missile? Got it. Which one? Level two. So you you want to do the one that's attacking Mimi or the one that's attacking Dave? The one that's attacking Dave. Me. Dave? Okay. You're going to put all your bolts into the one? Yeah. Okay. Roll the damage. Four. Three plus four is seven, and that's two bolt Total damage for two bolts. Um, and then five plus two is another seven, so 14 points of damage total. Okay. And that is just enough to kill nice. that Drake. So that Drake Woo! goes down. All four, the, the magic bolts slam into it. It falls to its side on the ground, and its breathing stops. It stops moving. Oh. Mimi, your turn as a bear. I charge at him and bite him and claw him. Okay, roll that up for me. And you get a plus seven to your attack as a polar bear. So whatever you roll, add seven to it. Wait, with a 1d8? No, roll a d20, because you got to see if you 19. hit first. 19, that is a hit. Plus six, um, pierce. So I'm um, fourteen piercing damage for nice. my bite. Okay. Did I get an eight? Eight plus seven again. No, yep. no, no, so no. And I got an eight to hit for my bite. I mean my claw. Right. Yeah. So it's eight plus seven, which is fifteen. That hits too. Okay. So roll the damage for the claw. Five plus six is eleven. Eleven. Okay. Nice. All right. So with a roar, you bite at this drake and slash at it with its, with your claw, and it's, it's not dead yet, but this one does not look in very good shape. But you see that the other two drakes are now barreling down on us, and they actually get out of the room now as well. So, that, so we're surrounded by three drakes outside of the room. No. Alright, so David, it's your turn now. Okay. So I'm going to go for one of the fresh ones, whichever one would be Closest, I guess. Sure. But they're not in melee range. So I'm going to fire... A, oh, you, could, you could close the distance on them. How far away are they? Is it 20 feet or less? It's less than 20 feet. Okay. So for my action, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt. And I got a 15. That'll hit. Um, that's 9 plus 8, 17 points of damage. Okay. And then I'm going to hit with my Spiritual Weapon, and I get advantage on that. Okay. Because of my wonderful Guiding Bolt. And I got uh, 16. That hits. Whoo, full damage, so 14 points of damage. Okay. That was awesome. This one is uh, looking a little bit better than the other one, but you did quite a bit of damage on it. So normally it would be uh, Jed that goes next. But However, that's when you hear a deep roar 
come from out of the darkness. Is it him? Is and it the area lights up with magical flame. As you it's see, about 60 feet away, you see an 18-foot-tall fire giant. Zolade! With an eye patch over his... Cool. I think I said his left eye. Over his left eye. And he's, he's decked out in very elaborate gold and silver plate mail armor. What does he yell out? I don't know. It's like, no, he's just, yeah, he just screams in fury and runs towards the group. He just basically just sprints. And I need the three of you, though, to roll a perception check. Because there's something a little odd about Zelane. I'm tempted to use my inspiration Seven. point to reroll this. Perception. Yeah, I'm going to use my point of inspiration to reroll. 15? Okay. My perception. Ah, and this time I got an unnatural 20. Okay. Well worth it. All right. So, wh- Galaxy, what did you get for your perception? A seven. Seven? Okay. <laughs> so, Mimi and Dave, you notice that Zelane, his skin color is not quite right. It wasn't. It's not the same as what Hagatha's was. His seems to be a lot paler compared to what hers were. And as he's screaming out in fear, he's running towards the group with his mouth open, and you see large fangs oh inside gosh, of his mouth. A vampire fire giant. It's the vampire. Oh my gosh, you guys. And that's where. No, that's not where we uh, end. <laughs> very that's, soon. That's very the soon. vampire of all vampires. <laughs> so last in the last adventure, Hagatha had mentioned something about wanting to have her Zelane back. It's like right. some there was some Something sort of changes that Christofferson had done to Zelane that she was not happy about. So now, uh, Jed. Let's see now. Does Jed notice this? Jed definitely notices this. So on his turn, actually, what Jed does is that he's not engaged with any of the any of the guard drakes right now. He runs off and he grabs the dwarven axe. Wise. That thing's got to be powerful. And he starts running back towards the group. And so that's his turn. So now, Galaxy, it is your turn. What are you going to do? You're going to cast Fear. Yes. Okay. I would say I would want to do it on Zelane. Wise. What, what kind of saving throw does Zelane need to, to make? So take the dash action and move away. It's a wisdom saving throw. Thank you. Yep, it says right here. The creature can make a wisdom saving throw. All right. What's the range on it? Thirty foot cone. All right. Yeah, you cast uh, fear on Zelane, and as he's in mid dash, he slides to a halt on his heels, and his eyes get real big. He misses <laughs> saving those super bad. That's awesome. And he turns around and screams and runs in the other direction. Bye! <laughs> and so then what? As soon as he's out of eye shot, well, I think at the uh, then he can. 
Once he's out of eye shot, I think it, he can make another saving no, throw or it goes away. It's the next safe place. Um, the safest place, I believe, he'll stop. Alright. Yeah, so Zelane takes off running in the other direction. Woo! Bye! That was, that was, yeah, that was, that was clutch. really good. Mimi, your turn. I don't want to use banishment. There, you are still surrounded by, there are still three drakes. Attack the one that's almost dead. Okay. Roll the attack. 17. That hits. Roll the damage. 8. 8 points. Okay. That was your claw attack. Now do your bite. 19. That hits as well. Oh, I forgot you're a polar bear. 10. 10. Nice. That is just enough to kill that drake as well. Woo! So you rip into it with your big bear claws and jaws and you grab it around the neck and just yank it to the side real hard and break its neck and it drops to the ground lifeless. Wow. And no pain. So there are still two two drakes that are there. One that's on Dave. Alright, so it goes forward with a bite attack on you and misses, but it does hit with the tail attack and you take seven points of bludgeoning damage. And the other one's going to go after the bear. And both hit. So the first one... Oh, Mimi, you take... Uh, five more points of piercing damage, and then you take seven more points of bludgeoning damage. So it goes after you with its bite and then its tail, and both of them smack into your thick white bear hide. All right, David, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to attack the one that's attacking me with my mace and my spiritual weapon. Okay. So mace, ooh, 27. So that's 10 points of damn bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then spiritual weapon is a miss. I got an eight. All right, so that one is that's on you. It looks like it's about ready to drop as well, but not quite there yet. Um, so Jed runs up, and he's actually going to pull out his great sword, and he's going to attack uh, the one that's on Mimi on the bear right now. And both of his attacks hit. He's a barbarian, right? He is a barbarian, yes. Barbarian's an interesting class, for sure. They're really good at hitting stuff. Yep. The rage is really cool. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's yeah. It's... So he comes up with two sl- uh, slices with his with his greatsword, but he's u- wielding it two-handed. Uh, he's not using the axe that's in his, in his other hand. So his attacks are a little less effective, but he's still able to, to make both attacks, wielding his sword uh, single-handedly. And uh, Jink just keeps... You don't know where Jink is now. He just kept running off into yeah. the dark, which is his which is his MO. Yep. Galaxy, your turn. It's like you said, he was up front from the beginning. Like, this is what's going to happen <laughs> if we run into anyone. I'm out okay. of there. So, Zelane's gone. Correct. And... Now, fear is not... Is fear concentration? It's concentration up to a minute. Yep, it is concentration. Okay. So she can't, unless you, if you want to cast any other concentration spells, you have to drop the fear. I think I'm going to keep the fear going on, but I might, like, can I shoot another pistol? You can, you can even or, do magic you missile. Can do, yeah, you can do magic oh. missile. You can do another spell as long as it's instant. Is, yeah, magic missile. You could even do fireball right now if you wanted to. Magic missile! Okay. <laughs> yeah, save the fireball for if we have to fight Zelane. Which Dave's a little torn on that because it's like maybe get out of here without fighting Zelane, but also the Dragonborn community, community kind of had this expectation that we were going to deal with Zelane. Well, they, they just assumed we'd you would have to deal with him. But it would be beneficial for them. Wouldn't it? 
It, it would. If we yes. took Selene out. Sure. But he also seems like he might be a little bit beyond us. Potentially. <laughs> Plus, using Fireball on a Fire Giant. Oh, didn't even think about that. Yeah. But she also has, like, Lightning Bolt, I think. Okay. All right, so you're going to do Magic Missile? Yep. All right. I'll add him up to me. 13. 13? Yeah. It doesn't. So the four bolts shoot out and hit that Drake. Doom, 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 and does damage to it. Terrible description of what just happened. <laughs> yeah, it just does it. damage to it. Good words I have. It's quite a word picture you just painted. Right. I can see it vividly. <laughs> Mimi. I liked the foley though. Doof, 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 doof. Your turn. Gonna go after this uh, this Drake again as a bear? Oh, but you're gonna use your bonus action to heal yourself. Okay, how much do you heal yourself? So do you what spell slot do you want to use for it? The highest? Okay. So So it'd be like a four D eight then? Yeah, that'd be your fourth level. So you would roll four D eight and that's how many hit points you would get back. Okay. Actually I want to do it at level three. Level three? Okay. So three D eight then. Twelve. Twelve? Okay, you get twelve hit points back. So you are up to 23 now. 23. All right, so that was your bonus action. So now, but you still get uh, two attacks on the drake that's uh, snarling in front of you. Uh, you're biting so your claw. A two? To hit? Yeah. So it was two plus what, though? Didn't well, that, that would be a miss, but yeah, it's two is what you rolled, and then you add your modifier onto it. So you reach out, yeah, so you go out with your claw, and it misses the drake, gets out of the way. You still have your bite attack, though. Five. Okay, so that's going to miss as well. So, th so this Drake is—it's—it's it's on to you now. It knows your attacks, and it, and it quickly dodges out of the way. But you're able to heal yourself on that one, so it's—you uh, were able to accomplish something on your on your action there. So that was Mimi, and so now we still have. There are still two Drakes that are left, and the one is going to go after Dave. What's your armor class? Seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, that one is going to be. The first one is going to be a hit. And you take uh, nine points of piercing damage. And the second one's going to go after Mimi in the polar bear form, and both attacks hit there as well. So Mimi, you take eight points of piercing damage and four more points of bludgeoning damage. Ah, yeah, where I started. Right, so all that healing you just did, but that would have taken you out of bear form if you hadn't have healed yourself. I haven't got any points, uh, hit points taken away from me. I'm full health. Yep, no, nothing's attacked you yet. Alright, Dave, your turn. I think I'm gonna hold off on using a healing spell for right now. And I'm just gonna attack the one that's attacking me with my mace and my spiritual weapon. Okay. Alright, so I rolled a 26. That'll hit. And that's 7 points of bludgeoning damage. Alright. And then I roll a 17. With your spiritual weapon? Yep. That hits as well. And that's seven. All right. So you take out that drake. Both nice. your mace attack and spiritual weapon come in at almost the same time and just slam into the head of this drake and knocks it to the ground. And it lies motionless next to the other two drakes that are laying there. So there's only one drake that is left right now. And that's... Uh, so Jed is next, and he's going to run up, and he gets a natural 20 on his first attack. And the other two attacks that he does with his hand uh, hit as well. So he comes up and, yeah, he just slashes at this drake one-handed, carves it up, and it drops to the ground next to the other three drakes that are there. No more drakes. 
no more drakes. And Zelane is still off somewhere. Okay. Right so then now. Dave. Uh, let's run. Yeah, let's get idea. the heck out of here. And that's when Jed holds up the axe to you and says, "No, you sh- you should use this now." Oh. But we don't know how. I don't. I don't know how. Neither do we. We need time to to to, to attune to it. Are you look, sure? I could look in my no, book. I, that's just you're, what you're Dave mi- assumes. Okay. You I have could a, look in my book. you had like a wizard in the group. <laughs> I know. Galaxy, what do you think? Hmm. I, can I do some in, in, intelligence? Do you want to roll like an arcana check? Yeah, do an arcana check. Yeah. So that would be a 21. Okay. So you grab hold of the axe. You can tell that this is a really, really powerful item. This is This is like a magical artifact. You know that whoever uses it, there is some sort of a curse that goes along with this item. But anyone, any one person, not any one person, but anyone can use this magical item. Do I know what will happen with the curse? Will there be a Dave curse on Dave does us? have the ability to remove curses. You don't know what the curse will be. You don't? Should we risk it? I, I, you know, through my power, through the power of Mishakal, I can probably take care of any curse that it puts. Yeah, you do it, do it, Dave. Well, it would probably be better if someone else used it, and then I could. Remove, I guess I could remove a curse for myself. And then after a little rest, you could do it on us. Well, I think it only curses the user, is what I thought. So, and you also know that all three of you would have to be touching the item at the same time okay. for all of you to be transported so back maybe home. We will all get Galaxy, you'd be fairly certain that all three of you would get cursed. Okay. Well, it's still through the power, of, through the power of Mishikal, I should be able to take care of any curses. But Let's do it. Well, what about us? Can you take care of ours? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Dave puts his cute little hand on the so, on the axe handle. Bye, Jet. See you in the future. Are you still a polar bear, or did you revert to your elf? I revert form? to an elf. Okay. Nice. So, you so turn- you're full health now. That's awesome. Yeah, you're full health. You turn back into enough. Health. You all put your hands on. On the big golden dwarven axe in front of Bye, you. Bye, Jed. We'll see you in the future. Bye, hopefully. He's like, good luck to you. It was nice meeting all of you. Earlier. Don't die. Our eyes <laughs> will die. He says, goodbye, my friends. Goodbye. goodbye you get our- the heck out of here while Zelane is okay. still scared. I'm already gone. And he takes off running. I'm and then gone. that's when it occurs to you that the blue cube that he had, you remembered, that is the reason why he survived... The vampires. That's right. Is because he used that in front of the the Atlantean soldiers. Like and so now he has it. So he has it now, I and like so that. he has a way for him to survive in the yeah, future. That was very well done. Yay! The time travel stuff gets tricky. But it you, totally uh, gets tricky. I know, it, though, it's so good. hard. I've been working on this for and a the while. The way you did it was really good, too, how you had me roll the insight, and it was just, it was perfect. So, you concentrate on the item for, Wait, for a little bit. ponies? They'll be fine. They'll be there. Yeah. That's that's that's. I'm not going to be a strickler for the yeah, rules. Yeah. No. On that. That's the whole. Those ponies are. They exist outside the rules. Like they can't die. They exist outside of space and time. Us. Yeah. Can they teleport? Yes. The absolutely. spell. It's because here's what I think. They're, it's quantum entanglement. They're so bonded with us <laughs> that for us to they have to travel with us. Yes. We even had Michael. Make them a legendary horse. <laughs> <laughs> Mishikal knows how much we love them, so she'll just she'll she'll take care of us. So you concentrate. Well, because Galaxy got so got such a good role on the Arcana Shock, she she tells all of you 
that you need to focus and concentrate on going home. And you do the same thing, Galaxy. Yeah. And you try and you concentrate. You can feel the powerful magic that's coming out of this item. You can feel it coursing through you and through the rest of them. And you picture Mount Olympus going back there, back to the place that this all started, where you got transported from. And you open your eyes to see a flash of white light, just in time to see a silent image of Zelane in the background with his fists up in the air, shaking them at you. And he's yelling silently. You can't hear him. Your ears are just filled with this humming of, of magical energy. And then a thunderclap. Bright light. It takes a while for your eyes to adjust because you are deep down in the bowels of the mountain. And now you're on the top of Mount Olympus. Bright lights, daylight, sun is out. It's warm again outside. You're no longer in the, the wintry depths of, of, the, of the mountain range. We're back home! The air is the desert dryness that's there. And you look around and things have changed on Mount Olympus. It's like you can tell that you're on the top. You can see, you look around and you can see that there's the area for for the musculators and you can see the pens or the stables that they had for the griffins. But where there was the, the hole and they had the magical checks for getting in, there is now a new castle that's been built in that spot. And there are six dwarven guards standing in front of a portcullis and they all lower their their halberds at you and they go who goes there dungeons and dragons and daughters is a proud member of the block party podcast network check out other shows such as gm showcase story arc we're so bad at adventuring and more